live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to Ask Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, the engineer with me, Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. We're here at the Adafruit Factory, downtown Manhattan, broadcasting to you live from New York. SNL's coming back, but we're here every single week. You don't have to wait for a season. Also, I think I'm funnier than Kate McKinnon. Not really. Okay, we got an exciting show for you tonight. All sorts of products, news, updates, videos, guides, and more. Phil, you want to tell them what's on tonight's show? On tonight's show, the code is iSpy. 10% off a native store all the way up till 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. Put the code in on checkout, and you get a discount during that time. Talk about eight different live series shows, including Show and Tell. We had a bunch of people on Show and Tell. Time travel, look around at the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers. Big news in the maker world today, all sorts of reasons. Help wanted, jobs from the Need for Jobs board. You can post your skills, or if you're looking for top talent, and everybody is now, um, check out jobs.aidfruit.com. We'll talk about that. Main New York City factory footage. We got a 3D printing video. This is a speed up this week. That's kind of cool. Eye on MPI, where we show you the latest new things from DigiKey and more. But new products, we'll do some top secret. We'll answer your questions. We do that on Discord. slash Discord is where we're at. You can also go to discord.gg/adafruit. Either one of those will get you there. And as of now, join all 31,000 of us. We just hit 31,000 people. It is the biggest community server for electronics on Discord. We'll do all this stuff and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right. Let's do this thing. Let's do this. So in addition to there being a code. 10% off. Um, when you order stuff, and you can always check out what's available for free, just go to adafruit.com slash free, you get. $99 or more, you get a free Promo Proto half-size breadboard. It's our favorite giveaway item. $149 or more, you get a free STEM IQT sensor. We got a whole bunch of different ones still in stock. Um, <clears throat> Make an account, we'll send you a different one each time. Otherwise, it's arbitrary. And $1.99 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. We don't have Circuit Playground Expresses. We will get more in about a month or so, um, hopefully sooner. But as you may know, there's a silicon shortage, so things are taking a little bit longer for us to get to fab more of them. Yeah. Uh, but also, it's a very popular back. product. It's a very popular product, yeah. and yeah, we, we did sell through and gave away a bunch, but we promise yeah. we'll bring them back. Okay, and then one other note. Um, Maybe this is helpful for people who run businesses or thinking about it. Uh, we've seen the waves of delays with the postal service. Sometimes it happens during certain times of the year. Sometimes it, sometimes lots of things happen in the last yes. last year. Um, so they announced that they're going to have um, a slower service around the holidays. So we put up a blog post and more. So if um, but as always, you know, we always tell people yeah. if you really want to give something for a holiday gift. Yeah. Do it soon, especially this year, like last year, for real. But this year also, I mean, we're seeing, I'm still seeing the same delays. I'm actually seeing more silicon chip delays. Like, like we're starting to exhaust supply. And so, um, you know, I'm doing my best to keep stuff in stock. But just because you see something in stock today does not mean it's going to be in stock yeah. in two months. It's not getting easier to and, get stuff. And it's getting stuff um, shipped around. Um, you know, we notice stuff. So mail is a little bit slower, a little bit more error rate um, yeah. as far as getting the wrong mail or packages. And then sometimes it disappears and then it reappears later and it has nothing to do with us. But just be aware, especially as we approach the holidays. Uh, my suggestion is uh, we have UPS ground. It's trackable. It works. 
gets there. It's just ninety nine point nine 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 percent. It's of the time. just a challenge, and you're seeing yeah. this across every com- you know company too, where it's not just us. Um, yeah, everyone. If has. you're doing sea freight, you're even more behind. Yeah. We do air freight most of the time. Okay, we have a whole series of live shows, including this one. True. Um, we just finished up show and tell this week. I wanted to say the highlight, or just one of the folks I'm going to pick out is uh, Michael from Oshawa. Yeah, he came by. It's so good yeah. to see him. Yeah, so it's the open uh, heart. It, it's uh, Open Hardware Month, ohm.oshawa.org, and you can check out all the things they have um, that they're doing this month on the website. And uh, Michael talked about uh, something they're going to announce soon, which is more open source for FPGA folks. So that's a big deal. I, I didn't hear that in advance. He just, he just, he just dropped that Boom. knowledge there. So anyways, uh, check out the show and tell on your favorite Video platform. Two days away from Open Hardware Month. Most people watch it on YouTube. So watch our show and tell them. Yes. All right. Descalade we do every Sunday. We have two parts. The first one is, what are you working on? Okay, what what did I work on? Oh, I was talking about packages. Ships have the same package. um, Because I was actually designing a new board for the VL53L1X distance sensor. And it shares the same pinout and shape from the VL53L0X. But also talked about the uh, DPS 310 matching with the BMP 280, um, the ADXL 377 matches or 375 matches with the 343. There's, you know, I really like it when this happens. I think it's it's always a mitzvah if you can get chips that are in the same package and pinout. You can reuse the stencil. You can reuse the PCB. Um, everybody's happier. Okay. Um, then we do the great search, which is super handy now because a lot of people are looking for things. It's actually just me during the week. <laughs> so this week, uh, you know, this chip that I really liked, it's a plus or minus 100 or 200 G, um, accelerometer from analog devices got discontinued. I don't know if we're going to be able to get more. I wanted to get another plus or minus 100 or 200 G accelerometer and, um, I found uh, the ADXL374, I think, I remember. But like I said, it was it's pin compatible with the 343, so I can even reuse um, our breakout board. So that's kind of cool. Okay. Then we have JP's product pick of the week. We do this every single Tuesday, and we have gigantic discounts. We broadcast live from the product page. You don't need to put in any code or anything. We just do it right there. So take it away, JP. This is this week's highlight from the product pick. Don't forget, every Tuesday we do these. The product pick of the week this week is the Neomatrix 64 RGBW. So here what you're going to see, this is a a rainbow display, so that's what we're used to. And then I have some stuff in the natural white. Uh, This one, actually this is running, my my monitor is making it look a little warmer to me than it is. It's really more of a neutral, natural color. Uh, So there we have some jade color, comet, or chase. And here's a really nice one, this is the Pulse Sparkle. Uh, you'll see I've got this line right here for some of the colors I'm using RGB underscore white underscore W and that allows me to specify just that white diode instead of lighting up red green and blue equally which gives you a kind of color tinted white it's never never a great white compared to this single diode that's in there it is the Neo Matrix 64 RGBW Okay, tomorrow, Thursday, JP is going to be doing John Park's workshop. And then I have two uh, little mini videos from JP. One just came in right before the show. So this is uh, something he's going to show. And then the other one, 
Um, it's the uh, Prox Trinket. Is that from a guide or is that from him, by the way? He did a, he did he did? a, okay. he did a, a right. video for the new guide. Um, Kat needed the guide and JP contributed All right. some code. I'm just going to play these yeah, two yeah, things yeah. in a row. Last up, we do a segment called CircuitPython Parsec. This is this week's, but tune in tomorrow for the latest one. Here is the one from the latest show. What I wanted to show today is how to create a little list of animated servo positions and control a servo motor using CircuitPython. So here you can see the basics of it are that I'm importing some libraries, time, so that I can pause, board for pin definitions, PWM, that's pulse width modulation, out so that we can send these uh, signals to the servo to tell it what position to go to, and then the Adafruit motor servo library. We then set up the servo object, and I'm calling it servo A, servo.servo, on my PWM, out on board pin A1 is what I've plugged it into on my little feather here at a frequency of 50 hertz. The minimum pulse duration is 500, maximum pulse is 2,375. These are values you can tune to adjust per servo to get things close to zero and 180 degrees. Then I'm setting up this list of animation tuples essentially that contain a position, so zero, 90, 45, these are all degrees, and time, how long I wanna dwell on those. And this is so that we can do some sort of an animation. Then we have a little variable called animation pose or position, and that's which of those uh, items in that dictionary are we using. And then the main loop of this, we set the angle variable and seconds to be that pair of numbers that come from that list. We print out the value. You can see it printing to my serial port here. Then we set the servo to that angle, so it just jumps to it immediately. I'm not doing anything fancy with... Uh, easing, which I think I will for a future episode, and then we pause for that time value in seconds, and then we increment using a sort of modulo function to just loop through that list forever and ever. So you can see if I plug in the servo, it's been running this whole time, I just didn't have it plugged in, so now I'm going to plug in power ground and that PWM out, and now you can see my servo is going to go between those positions that I have, hang out for some various durations of time. I have it moving faster or slower, or holding longer and shorter, I should say. Uh, and then looping, so it repeats that motion. So it's a really neat way to set up a repeating animation. So that is how you can set up a list of animation positions on a servo motor inside of CircuitPython. And that is your CircuitPython Parsec. All right, and uh, breaking news, Scott's going to be traveling, so he's not going to be doing Deep Dive with Scott this week. So you can watch so all You can the... watch last week's twice. Yeah. It's great. Lots of low-level ARM V8 uh, Raspberry Pi development. 
embedded Linux at yeah. the at the bare metal. People always like, I want to be at the bare metal. This is it. You can look at it. Messing with an NMU, trying to get the chip to come up. Uh, we do it. It's intense. Okay. Time travel. All right, there's a bunch of stuff going on. First up, um, AdaBox will be shipping in October. We are going to sell guaranteed. We just, I just, got, I just got a note that we don't yeah, have Yeah, we have less up. than 50 Two openings slots. out of the thousands and thousands and thousands that we're going to ship. We can't ship anymore. There's not enough time when we start shipping to when we need to get them. So this will be it for sure. So go to adabox.com. Um, maybe someone could put a link in the chats and uh, sign up if you haven't. It's going to be super fun. Adabox is a subscription service. You get something every three months and it is uh, for sure going to be something that you're not going to be able to get anywhere because there's nothing left. It's true. <laughs> I believe that some of these space billionaires, they were distracting us and they took all of our natural resources and chips and left. <sighs> they were all on Mars. That's where all this. No, 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 no. It's like that it's like V and they're 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 reptiles they're rep and, they, and they eat birds. Yeah, all well, sorts you, of stuff. You did you did show me a photo of Bezos eating an iguana. So that's true. He he was he it's did. It's true. Okay, and that's so, what we know about. Yeah. All right. So Colin Lobb's note is every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Check it out. I picked one. This is the key ghosting one, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. This is, this and these videos are very nice motion graphics. Take it away, Colin. Key ghosting occurs when certain combinations of key presses cause additional unintended presses to be registered. You can see how it happens by looking at a keyboard or keypad's internal matrix. A microcontroller powers a matrix column and determines which key is pressed by reading a matrix rows low or high voltage state. Ghosting occurs when the controller checks a row and current flows back up through a neighboring closed key switch and out through another closed switch on a different row, resulting in that incorrect ghostly input. But fear not, adding diodes to the matrix can stop current from flowing the wrong way through each switch and subsequently busting all those ghosts. All right, help wanted, jobs.eadfree.com is where you can post your skills or you can post the type of uh, person you're looking for for a certain role. Good timing. Necklace Giant is in the chat. Hi, Necklace Giant. Was saying, do you have any uh, consultation based on fee? Can, can we mm. do that? No, we don't. No, we don't. But, but. in fact, um, we get that request so much that we decided to make jobs.adafruit.com. So go there. Go there and you will be able to post up what you're looking for, put in the rate and all that stuff, and uh, should uh, should be uh, a way to get the best folks. Yeah. This week. This week, we are featuring. Yeah, and knows these folks. And um, so I featured these jobs. Uh, we check all of them out. This uh, first one is a senior cloud infrastructure DevOps, 100% remote. Uh, they happen to be, I think, in Florida, but you can do remote. Senior front-end engineer, and this is at Laudable full-time, 100% remote, and of course, it's Open Hardware Month, so we still have this job featured, and they just posted one on their site. I'll ask them to post it on our jobs board, the Open Hardware Summit Chair. Next up. It's Python of on hardware time. 
Okay, so this week, our CircuitPython community and Discord are are uh, connected. Yes. We, we do all the, we do a lot of different stuff, but in general, um, the 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 Discord server that we have mm -hmm. for Adafruit, yeah, a lot of it's used for developing this you know language real time over the yes. last few years. So um, we always make a big deal when we hit another milestone. And um, one of the things I noticed is if you keep track of things, like uh, folks on your Discord server. Um, if you measure something and you celebrate it, it just seems to make it happen more. It works up, yeah. So uh, 31,000 people, there happen to be five, uh, three, sorry, 4,513 people online right now. That's nice. Um, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, 31,000 thanks. It's super cool that you're all there, and we're going to continue to keep it one of the best places online. Um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to notice that other places online aren't as fun inclusive um they don't have moderators there's um it's it's, it's just, a free for all it's just, it's it's, yeah. ter it's terrible well it's like the you know it's like watching the news um and attention so, <laughs> people want attention and they don't know yeah. how to get it so they get attention the and so place. i don't know well i think the i think most of online is getting worse right now i think we all there's there's going to be more tools and people are going to just be like enough's enough um but i also know our communities that we we're doing stuff are getting better and i think that's that's the um I think that's a little bit of a challenge, at least for me personally, which is yeah. we we do such a good job in our Adafruit communities. When you, when you start to go and you need to go elsewhere on the internet, yeah. it's like, oh, no. No. Oh, no, this terrible. place is terrible. Bad. And there's just terrible people saying it's you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Saying you're doing it wrong. Saying, oh, you're making things too easy. I'll talk about that later. But anyways, thank you, everybody. Um, you know, there's lots of ways to measure yes, success. Yes, the Discord is a nice place. We have a great group of moderators. Yeah. And, and you can watch along and play along as we... Uh, develop uh, Python on hardware together in the CircuitPython channels. Anyways, um, so that's our big news uh, in the newsletter this week. Whippersnapper, official beta was released. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. Tonight, we're going to play a video and more. Um, Sound Reactive Glasses, we're starting to work on in lots Python. of things. Yeah. Using uh, Num our NumPy thing, our FFT conversion in uh, Microlab. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this is, you know, starting to see some trends here. Um, or at least they're more visible. Um, lots of entities out there that are like, oh, we need to do, show something with this Raspberry Pi Pico. They're using CircuitPython. So this one comes from Element 14, emulating Vintage ROM. Uses CircuitPython. Um, there's the Halloween Hackfest, DigiKey, Adafruit, Hackaday. Check that out. They're giving away posters right now. Um, I have one of the posters. Oh, yeah? Um, maybe I'll get it later, okay. and I'll show it. But it looks, well, actually, you know what? It kind of looks, it like, looks this. like this. Yeah, well, but like on it's, paper. A little, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, but, but similar. Um, and then all the rest of the news. There was this really interesting uh, version of CircuitPython that helps with low power and... This uh, was just the most two-delft thing I've ever seen. Like, having met PhDs from... from that you know, Dutch universities, they're really good. They're really hardcore, and they always do something like really cool. And their demos are awesome. So um, I'm not surprised when I saw this. I was like, yeah, this is like totally their bag. And uh, yeah. it's always cool to see uh, researchers using CircuitPython. Um, there's a lot of computer scientists and engineers working on CircuitPython. We designed it for people who want to do CircuitPython as well. Oh. So uh, Open Hardware Month, uh, Europe Python's ahead. Uh, here is a really neat um, CO2 and particle, per particulate, yeah. sorry, air quality okay, monitor. Okay, pluggy, pluggy. Yeah, and this, uh, this is really neat. Now it's in a Pelican case, so you can t 
protect air quality and more. Um, just unending CircuitPython projects. Uh, this is a keyboard that specifically runs CircuitPython. Yay. So we're getting there. And then the last little bit of news, it, it, I think it's interesting, and it's more than just Python, but I think it, it shows yeah. where things are heading. So this Blue's Wireless, they announced a board today. This is called Swan. This is, uh, they're calling it the most extensive, extensible, Tensible. advanced, you name it. It's the, it's the best What's feather compatible microcontroller okay. on the market. So, um, it's built kind of like this kind of cool, like JTAG SWD design there. And yeah. And, uh, millimeters. you know, okay. one of the selling features for boards is works with CircuitPython. It's actually like they're like, it's for ML applications. And it looks like they you know, designed it for their own in-house use with the STM. I'm impressed they found the STM. I can't get STMs anymore. The STM32s are, are not around. But yeah, 120 megahertz with two megabytes of RAM and 640K of flash. That's a yeah. good, that's a lot, actually. Yeah, two megabytes of RAM? That's yeah. a lot. That'd be great for a lot of applications. And uh, fly from uh, proof of concept. Proof of concept productions with Swan. You can see the little circuit Python. Uh, and then Arduino. they they put together a really neat video. Oh, interesting. Um, and uh, I guess I go to the blog post here. Yeah. Um, they're, they just uh, did the PR too. Yeah, it's a board. You can see um, all the different uh, things you can do. Oh, feathers here. The feather. Yeah, this is really neat. And, I'm so uh, glad I made an open standard that people can use. Yeah. And so, to me, this is just another example of if you do something open, lots of people can use it. And this is why we're seeing Feather. Uh, we had nothing like to do with this. a mega power supply there. What's going on with their power yeah. supply? And they right have here? a... Uh, oh, and by the way, Ray Ozzy, I don't know if you all know You Ray know Ozzie. him, right? Sort of. You worked um, with him once or no? Something like that. Probably. A million years ago. Uh, I've corresponded with Ray. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the neat things is... Uh, it has a video that came with it. Okay. And I'm going to show this video. Let's show the video. Because it's just neat to watch people do something. They have like a little circuit path thing. Anyways, okay. so take it away, Blue's videos. And thank you for doing the pull request to add support for this chip. And thank you for for making a Feather compatible board. Um, yeah. it's, it's cool. All right, here we go. All right, let's watch the video. Are your microcontrollers letting you down? Are you tired of bolting on integrated circuits and GPIO port expanders just so you can build even the simplest of projects? Are your printf debugging sessions getting boring, leaving you longing for proper step debugging like real developers have? C, C++, Arduino, CircuitPython? Can your development team ever agree on anything? Introducing Swan, one of the most advanced microcontrollers in the universe. These beautiful castellated edges provide access to 64 pins on the integrated STM32, supporting 20 communication interfaces. Skip printf. Join the modern age and step debug the Swan using VS Code. And you can copy and paste your code in any of these languages, because Swan will run them all. Plus, Swan is Feather and Featherwing compatible, so you can soar to new heights with the coolest microcontroller in town. Isn't it time your MCU was as smart as you are? Sort of new heights. I, I, with uh, Feather and CircuitPython. I, I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's cool. I love like a little fake ad. Yeah. I mean, it's a real ad, but it's, you know. Yeah. Hey, it worked on me. It worked on I'm me. It's like, I'm going to buy this. I'll stock it, sure. Um, so okay, cool. it's uh, open hardware month. It's open hardware time. So we went over that. It is uh, open hardware month in August. In Go to ohm.oshawa.org. Check yeah. it out and more. I'm interested in the 
FPGA stuff that Michael was talking about. Yeah. Um, the other uh, thing I wanted to mention is this is not the first time that open source hardware was in the Wall Street Journal. I think the previous times have been the stuff uh, a long time ago they wrote about uh, Adafruit stuff. But this week, yes. there is a special Halloween 2021, how to create the ultimate high-tech haunted house. And coming in at number seven, and I don't know why there's, they're numbered, but I guess they're just like, here's 10 things. Um, Eyes Without a Face, the uh, monster mask from Adafruit is in there. And they have a cute little illustration that they did. And it's really neat to see stuff in the Wall Street Journal that Adafruit makes. So this is... Uh, manufactured here in New York. Manufactured here in New York City. Just like the Wall York Street York Journal. City. Maybe. I don't know if they... Do they, do they print, print it in No, New but it, the, the, oh, yeah. the staff, I think they all... Look, it's Wall Street. We used to basically be next door to Wall we Street. We did. But Adafruit originally was like a block away. That's right. Um, so another... New York company, maybe showcasing a New York company. Cool. They also had the giant um, Home Depot skeletons in I know, there. Everyone's got the phone. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm kind of waiting for a post Home Depot skeleton right. life. So um, we also have a bunch of guides. We have 2,547. We have a lot of guides yeah, this week. What do we got this week? Um, okay, so we've got the Proximity Trinket Guide from Katni. Thank you for putting that together. Arduino and CircuitPython code. Isaac uh, Walsh put together a cool all-in-one guide for SD cards. People are always trying to use SD cards or micro SD or trans yeah. flash cards. We have a gigantic chart that also looks like an SD card. Yeah, I know. Nice work there. Um, classic Adafruit Blue. Yeah, and uh, this came out because we're looking at different cards for a future like Adafruit camera, like a CircuitPython camera, and we're like, well, there's so many cards. I haven't. I tried to find like a definitive guide. There wasn't. Um, there's like old posts from camera sites from a million years ago that now are like just filled with spam. So I'm like, oh, why don't we just, we have a learning system. Why don't we make a good guide for folks that yeah. shows all the different types of, uh, uh, SD and micro SD cards and why you would use some specific ones and speeds and stuff. What else we got? Okay, cool. Um, we've got, uh, the, uh, from Melissa, a, a twofer Raspberry Pi rotary encoder animated gift player. So it's two ways. One is using, it's actually any computer can be used for it, but it uses a um, rotary trinky, and um, you just plug it into a USB port to make like a large display that just, you know, when you rotate it, it goes through an animated GIF, and also a miniature um, display with like a Pi TFT and just a direct uh, STEM IQT rotary encoder. So it's like two different ways to make uh, an animated GIF that increments, you know, when you rotate a rotary encoder, it goes forward and back. Um, Jepler uh, took a break from working on camera stuff and uh, knocked out this fun little guide based on um, Mr. Optimizer's Bluetooth uh, thermal printer in Arduino code. He ported it to CircuitPython. Um, so now from within CircuitPython, you can print like really high, nice high resolution images to these uh, low cost thermal printers that you can get from Amazon. Okay. We also have uh, Whippersnapper came out, so we have a guide. This actually this Quick Start guide has always been there. It's been there for a while, but now it's uh, public and available. So if you want to get started with Whippersnapper, it's free for Adafruit I.O. users. Uh, you can have up to two devices and I think up to 10 sensors connected to them total because uh, you get 10 feeds. Um, so check out the uh, Quick Start guide. Um, we tried to make something ridiculously easy. You don't have to open up an IDE at all. You don't have to write a line of code. Um, to get sensors connected to yeah. Adafruit I.O. And of course, Adafruit I.O. is just MQTT, and we have web hooks, and we have email hooks, and we have um, all sorts of actions you can uh, attach to your feeds. So I think this will be a really cool way 
for people to get sensor data into Adafruit.io and then once it's on the internet, you know, you can stream it to wherever you like. Yeah. And we have a video and then I'm going to uh, go over some selected feedback. Okay. Already. If you've ever wanted to make IoT projects, Adafruit.io has a new way to make them easier. Welcome to Whippersnapper, Adafruit's new platform for snapping together an internet-connected electronics project without writing a single line of code. This IoT door alarm project took us minutes to build using Whippersnapper. It can even notify you when the door has been opened. To get started with Whippersnapper, you may connect up to two boards to a free Adafruit.io account. From the Whippersnapper device panel, you can configure and interact with your Internet of Things device. Whippersnapper has built-in support for popular Internet of Things platforms such as the ESP32, ESP32-S2, SAMD51, and more. Whippersnapper lets you connect hardware running the Whippersnapper firmware to the secure Adafruit I.O. cloud. Adding Whippersnapper firmware to your board is simple. Follow along with the learning system guide to quickly get up and running. Once the firmware is installed, Whippersnapper will automatically detect and set up your device. From the device page, you can start adding components to your device. There's a basic set of components to get you started. These components should cover most of the common use cases in IoT projects. Whippersnapper is still in active development, so more components will be added over time. Once you've selected your component, you can give it a name and map it to a pin on your hardware. Whippersnapper automatically knows which pens are available for use for your board, so you don't need to spend time looking at its pinout. Wi-Fi boards like the MagTag feature built-in stemma connectors so you can plug in any compatible component like this reed switch. To get a free Adafruit I.O. account and start using Whippersnapper, visit io.adafruit.com whippersnapper. We hope this inspires you to try out Whippersnapper and start making IoT projects with Adafruit I.O. Okay, and then uh, as expected, um, and I have, a, I have an idea for a marketing campaign, okay. an advertising campaign now. Oh, no. Um, so here's the idea. Okay. Adafruit makes something too easy, and the something is electronics, IoT, you name it. Whatever, Looking good. What, whatever, <laughs> whatever is really hard to do, we've yeah. been trying really hard to make it easy for folks because the um, kind of mean people out there are saying that we're making things too easy. So I, I'm always going to remove the names from now on because I don't want to, you know, dunk on someone. So I remove the name. Um, but this is the thing that we hear, like, a lot. And, yeah. like, in my inbox, because I get the, like, you know, here's feedback. It's like, well, you guys are okay, but you're making it too easy, and you should be, it should be hard. It should too, be terrible. Too easy. You should cut your teeth. You should suffer like I did. I don't like cutting my teeth. I know. That like, sounds very anyways. painful, by the way. So this is some of the feedback. I don't... The, Person did, couldn't even try it because we posted up this video and yeah. like so the first the bit of feedback and I'll I'll just zoom in and summarize. Yes. Um, basically, here it is. I can understand the need to make IoT projects possible to the mat masses. However, ba 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 ba. There's almost nothing to learn. Really. Yeah. Really. So this yeah. stuff is so hard to do. It's impossible. No one's been able to do it. There's only a small. Um, uh, group yeah, because you know what's super fun is when you have a product and it creates a, a Wi-Fi access point, then you have to connect your Wi-Fi access point from your phone, which then, of course, you lose all access to everything, so then you, for, you can't get the instructions because yeah. your access point's now this device, and then you can set the Wi-Fi, and then yeah. if you don't do it right, so, then you have to disconnect. And then, like, now you spent half an hour and nothing's working and you're frustrated. Yeah. Why not just have it work the first time? And, and I'll say, the places, and what's starting to happen, so, like, if you show something is easy to do with stuff on Twitter, there's just a bunch of people like, you should do it the hard way. Why are you doing this? 
comments on some sites. It's like, oh, don't you're you're not doing. Why don't you use assembly? Uh, not hardcore. Yeah, you're not. It's not a hack. Yeah, and uh, the thing you didn't is, you really go to MIT. Yeah, and so the thing is, um, this stuff is really hard, and that's why there's only a small number of people that 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 show it, that can do it, and a lot of folks are like, I'm too intimidated to do IoT projects and have this stuff connected. What about privacy? What about all this stuff? And so if, if you're one of the people who knows about this. Good for you. Good for you. But I'm so proud we're of doing you. something different. And I really think everything we do at Adafruit from now on, we really need to say Adafruit makes something too easy. And if we don't hear we're making it too easy, we didn't we didn't we didn't make it easy enough yet. And so um, I have one other video uh, Brent just made and I think it's the I uh, I squared C scanner yes so I'm gonna play that too but anyways um, I think if you're looking for a metric of success for something that's really important to you to easiness you should you hopefully you'll eventually hear you're making something too easy for someone because that's Good. what you want to do yay you want to make it too, you want to make it so easy it, it's not a painful experience right anyways okay so I'm gonna play the video so we're working on adding I2C support to Adafruit Whippersnapper. So the first step is initialization of the I2C bus and scanning the bus. And we're doing this with a funhouse because the funhouse has two I2C sensors already connected to it, the DPS310 and the HT20. And then through the I2C port, I also connected two additional sensors with the stomach cable. And if we go to Whippersnapper, you'll see a new button, which is Start I2C Scan. So if we click it, it finds all four I2C devices connected to the Funhouse. And if we remove the extra two externally connected devices, click Start I2C Scan, it'll show the two devices currently um, internally connected to the Funhouse. So this button, represents a lot of things. It's both a test for us to make sure that the I2C bus is working, we can communicate with devices connected to it, and it's also utility for people using Whippersnapper to double check if a sensor is plugged in or which devices are available before they go to new component and configure an I2C component. Okay, and as uh, someone just said in the chat, making it easy is an invitation to learn something new. Aww. I'm just excited. That's uh, nice. Sea River. I'm just excited that there's going to be so many people without decades of technical skills and damage um, doing IoT projects. Yeah. Like instantly, and then of course you'll learn more and do more, and then you're going to want to do things outside of what Whippersnapper can do. But this is to make it as easy as possible. So, anyways, uh, full speed ahead. We got the first checkbox done, which is we made it too easy for someone. Good. So go do something hard. All right, let's do some uh, main New York City factory footage.
start to get it back into like the hole. But it even pops back up, as you can see. Alright, oh, so I'm gonna yeah. take this out, right? This thing, uh, you didn't get it up. wouldn't be made in New York City factory footage without some time lapse. This is the Disney headquarters that's being built across the street. Google just bought a, another giant building around here, so um, maybe they're going to build it and you'll see it in the background of it. Yeah, so and it's growing. It's three or four stories up now. Yep. Okay, let's do some 3D printing. This week we had a speed up. Okay. And uh, I'm going to on the other side. And I'm going to show this speed up. Let me do a little bit of caveat here. So we made this uh, feather thing that breaks the headers off. So when we film and we have to do stuff, we have to show in lots of different things. You don't have to go this way or this way with it. You can uh, stick your fingers in and push down. Just FYI, we know. <laughs> I have to do disclaimers. We are aware. Now. Yeah. There's no wrong way to do it if it's helping you out. But anyways, sometimes when we film stuff. Uh, you, we have to show how the thing works. So anyways, take it away, Noah and Pedro. Get every single Wednesday, 3D Hangouts with Noah and Pedro. Let's, um, I'm gonna just read one other thing that just came into the chat, um, mm -hmm. because this is a theme. I think we can do this. Um, this whole idea of keeping people out because uh, we made things too hard, that has to end. So this is a neat, this is a neat thing. Uh, this person says, I have a PhD in computer science and I think accessibility to technology is important. About a decade ago, I said electronics was no longer fun because it was too hard. Like, yeah. It yeah. was like really hard. I remember when um, we started Make Magazine. It was it was so difficult, and things slowly started to get better. And now, like this is the best time to do anything with electronics. Uh, yeah. And and IOTs have provided like I think if you take a look at our stuff first, just to get started, um, because it was so hard to do, and it was expensive, and it was scary. And if you went to online forums, they chased you away. Yeah. Literally. Okay. Let's uh, do. I'm MPI. Mm-hmm. All right. This week, INMPI is from Pocket. 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 Say, they pocket. make the pocket. pocket. No, it's, it's a pocket meter pocket. because, well, I guess you could poke things with it, but it's, it fits in your pocket. Yeah. Um, so I saw this on digikey.com slash new, and I always love cute, adorable things. I'm a sucker for things that fit into your pocket. Uh, so they make a multimeter 
Um, they did, I think, a, a crowdfunding campaign, but now they're, I think this is the second or third generation of product. Um, this is the pocket meter. Uh, and it's like a keychain uh, shaped sized multimeter. And it's got, um, you know, their, their thing that I think is adorable is the, um, the leads come out. Like, you know, yeah, nice. I remember we used to have like ethernet cords or whatever that were like little phone cords that would come on a, one of these spools and you could uh, pull the, um, the cables out. So it does that. And so it's nice as you don't have that like, kind of wound up a bundle of cables, um, it actually does kind of like all slip into um, the body of this little, uh, you know, large um, uh, keychain size thing. Actually, let's go to the overhead now because I'll show I'll show that. I will say, by the way, I, I took this apart because I wanted to see what chip was used in it. So um, th this doesn't work quite as well anymore, the, <laughs> the, the thing. But believe me, it, it normally works quite well. It's just like the spring, I, I kind of, like a little metal piece came out. Most and then, of you are not going to take these apart like we do. Yeah, I took it apart. Um, so there's a, a coin battery here, a CR2030, uh, which is replaceable. What chip is that? Do you know? Uh, it's the EA, um, EFM, it's a Scilabs EFM 32BF3, I think. Okay. It's a Bluetooth 32-bit um, uh, Cortex from Scilabs. Um, but these are the little probes, and so you can even, you know, you grab them and you can probe things. It also does come with um, uh, some uh, nice uh, grabby micro-grabbers. Uh, so this would, let's see, this I think plugs into here quite nicely and so now you can have a yeah kind of a micro grabber but this is optional it you know comes in a, in a case also if you like but um let's see if this works yeah. well you know, i remember when you showed this to me before i was like oh is there like a screen and you said there's an app so this yeah. is basically like a little uh it's almost like an air tag <laughs> yeah. apple air tag but it's a multimeter yeah and if you don't uh, and if you don't break the spring when you press the button um it zips back uh, quite nicely so i you know, I, I work a little bit but anyways i'll, sh I'll show demo in a moment okay. uh, anyway so let's go back to the uh the computer um this is what it looks like so now you see you pull the leads out um and it's battery powered and it doesn't have a screen because you're supposed to use your phone so you download for your phone or your tablet there's android or ios apps and it actually uh paired very nicely uh, you don't have to do anything special you just it just kind of is advertising and you can uh, pair to it. Um, give you little tips and hints on how to use it. And then um, you go straight into the modes. And so I note that because it's um, portrait mode, the top and bottom, it's two different screenshots. So at the top, you can see um, there's a multimeter, oscilloscope and logger mode. And then at the bottom is the oscilloscope mode where you, you type it to acquire data. So the multimeter mode, I will say is um, instantaneous. The oscilloscope mode is not, and I'll show that in a little bit. Um, two things is that you're like, well, okay, so there's a, a non-rechargeable coin cell battery. Well, how do you know when the battery's about to die? It'll actually warn you. It'll say battery low um, when you open up the app if the battery is getting low. How long does it last on a battery? I don't know, you know, probably a couple dozen hours. Um, there's no on-off switch that I can note. I think it actually, you know, auto-offs, I guess, when it doesn't get um, data or from the, uh, I, the app on your phone or tablet. Um, I didn't notice either way, uh, you know, like any, any way to turn it off. I just quit the app and it seemed to not work. And then when I opened the app again, it, it worked again. So it's, it's magical. That said, the Scilabs EFM series is pretty low power. Um, second, there is multiple modes you can see on the side or, you know, resistance and continuity and voltage and all that good stuff. Um, and you might be also wondering, well, like, you know, current mode is, is kind of weird. It does come with a fuse. There's a warning when you go to current mode. So, you know, you have to kind of double, you have to click and then click another thing because with current mode, it's very easy to blow the internal fuse. There's a two amp fuse inside. Um, so I like that they gave you a warning. I like that they tell you when the battery's low. 
Um, next up, okay, multimeter like plane mode. So this is kind of what it's most useful for. Um, it can do temperature, resistance, uh, AC current, DC current. I think the limit is, I think, 60 volts DC. And then for AC, I think it's like 40 volts or so. Um, there's diode check, there's continuity, and the beep comes from your phone, of course, and there's no speaker in the device. Um, you know, for, for doing basic voltage measurements, it's instantaneous, right, which is, which is really nice uh, for continuity check or resistance check. You get instantaneous uh, feedback. So it's really, it's really good for that purpose. So maybe I'll try to do a live demo. Um, so the thing that, you know, I'm always interested in is, is okay, they, it says it's an oscilloscope. So is it an oscilloscope? I, yes, it, technically it is. Um, I will warn that it is not a live streaming oscilloscope, right? So it's more kind of like a data logger that can like trigger and then send chunks of data to your phone. So what you have to do is you have to press that red thing and it will sample data for you and then transmit it all back and then you can look at it and kind of zoom in and out. It doesn't do what you would normally, you know, what normal people think of as an oscilloscope where it's kind of like continuous trigger mode. I, you know, I, I still think it's very useful. I just want people to know that, you know, you can do analog, you can do, you know, digital, and um, this is me uh, sampling an audio signal. It's perfectly useful, but it is not instant trigger, rolling trigger. It's it's data capture. So maybe I, I'll go quickly to the uh, yeah, let's overhead, do and I'll do, show where it's at on the DigiKey site. Okay, let's, let's try this live demo. The um, it's a little risky. The Ion PI segment is brought to you by DigiKey Adafruit. Okay, so is it in focus? No. Might want to. Uh, okay, so uh, okay, so it says, you know, connect to the device and it blinks blue. Um, and then you go into this mode. So, for example, continuity mode, that's an easy one to test. So you can remove the leads. And then, again, it doesn't normally do that, but I broke it. Um, and then, oh, hold on, let me make this loud. Oh, wait, sorry, that's diode so very okay, annoying um, but let's say I want to do uh, temperature so temperature temperature reading and then let's do voltage um, and then I will uh, I think this is handy just to keep in your toolbox or your bag uh, if you have a phone yeah because you never know when you're gonna need it is, uh, it is a true pocket meter you know which is which is unique so let's measure this battery probes into here. Can I get my probes into there? There you go. So this battery is uh, 3.66 volts, so that's kind of nice. Um, I can measure. Another nice thing is because it's battery powered, you know, it's a floating voltage. Okay, let's see, this is Three volts, you know, measuring the voltage on this LCD. So all that stuff uh, is is pretty good. And then um, if you go to the oscilloscope mode, you know, if you capture data, you know, I'm not going to see anything because I, I don't have it connected. Well, maybe I can maybe I'll connect it together and then I'll get ground data. Okay. So yeah, you acquire data and then it displays it. Actually, let me. Maybe you can tap the. Um, when do you want to tap? Can you tap the uh, the red button? Sorry. Red button? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tap it again. Hold on. Yeah, this is hard to do two things at once. All right, try now. 
is weird. Oh, you know what? I think I have to. Oh, there you go. All right, hold on. Let's try it now. Yeah, so you can yeah. see there, there's some signal here oh, yeah. that I'm getting. So, um, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's like some, some power supply signal. So, you know, you're, you're not going to get constant streaming data. I, I think eventually it would be nice if that was something that was added. Um, I know it's tough to do, but maybe with BLE5 and maybe if it's like pre-triggering and there's enough RAM on the device, I, I think that that's the only thing that didn't make it like, oh my God, this is the most amazing ever. Um, but it's still very useful. Um, and it, it, it does fit in your pocket, it does fit in your purse, and it does fit on your keychain. So for that 100 bucks, it's a pretty good deal. And it's in stock at DigiKey. Available in stock. You can get it on DigiKey. There's a short URL on the screen. Yeah, like I'm and definitely going to keep the, this for sure. Oh, yeah. And then there is the uh, part number that you can search. And we have a little bit of a, a short video from yes. them. And we're going to uh, play it, and we'll uh, get to new products right after this. Okay. Electronics are an integral part of our everyday lives. Now, there is finally a powerful measurement device that you can have with you anytime, anywhere. Pocket Meter is the world's smallest wireless multimeter, oscilloscope, and logger. With retractable leads and Bluetooth connectivity to your smart device, Pocket Meter is the ideal device for measuring on the go. Pocket Meter is compact enough to store anywhere, so it is there for you at a moment's notice. It harnesses the power of your mobile device and displays accurate waveforms and data that can be saved and exported. Pocket Meter can be used by anyone, electricians, hobbyists, and engineers. Connect up to four Pocket devices to the Pocket app, so you can take multiple readings simultaneously. Pocket Meter is also ideal for students. The ability to have a multimeter, oscilloscope, and logger all in the one device means that you can easily take measurements at school, university, and from home. Pocket Meter. Measurement unleashed. And that is this week's I on MPI. Yay! Hi on MPI. That's a, that's a big review. Okay, before <laughs> we go to new products, don't forget, load this up in your cart, but you want to uh, use this code on the way out. And uh, you also get a bunch of free stuff. Don't forget all the free things. Lots of zooming in and zooming out. You ready for <laughs> new products? Yes. All right, let's do it. New, 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 new. Okay, first up, we have um, some cables. Yeah, you actually wanted us to carry some USB extension cables because you were like, this thing isn't far enough away because you have a USB thing over here and you yeah. want it over there. So we have two lengths of, it's really very plain. It's a USB extension cable, but like when you need one, you really want one. I like how slim and, and straightforward these are. Um, they're good quality. They have all the pins connected through both ways. So, you know, you can reverse it. One meter and two meter. Yeah. Very handy. All right, next up. Next up, we have a 18-pin uh, FPC cable. Um, I got these because we're actually going to be doing some more stuff with iSpy, which is why the code is iSpy. Um, so these cables would be useful for our boards that are coming out. Again, there's a silicon and TFT shortage. So the cables came before uh, the rest of the parts did. Yeah. Um, but I can just show on the overhead. Um, this is actually using a DF robot board because they have a uh, connector that I'm, I'm dubbing iSpy. I don't know if they have a name for, for their connector. It's a feather-shaped board, it looks it's like. It's a very feather-shaped mm. board, but it's, it's not quite feather. And mm. uh, iSpy is not quite compatible with their thing either. But this is, um, uh, you know, iSpy is, is this uh, SPI 
connector that we're going to put on our TFT displays. And then when you have a board that has the same uh, FPC connector, you can uh, match them up. And now you have a, uh, you know, remotely connectable display without all that wiring that normally you have to do with all the header pins. And so we have this in both 100 millimeter and 200 millimeter um, flex cable and, they, and they're symmetric. So it's kind of nice. You can use it either way. Okay. Um, and then next up, uh, the star of the show besides you, Lady Ada, and all of Adafruit team, the community, the customers, everyone in chat tonight is... Yay, ATtiny817 Breakout. Okay, so this is a kind of an interesting, it's a three-in-one board, really. So first up, it's a uh, development platform for the ATtiny817. Uh, it says 8x7 because one day I might have a different chip, but it's the 817 on there right now, which is the kind of the second or third gen AVR chips from microchips. So, you know, people know the um, at Mega 328s, you know, famous with the at Mega 8, um, the original chip, one of the original chips, or um, the AT Tiny 85. Well, you know, there was a, a kind of a, a revision to that silicon um, to come up with the like a teeny AVR, Mega AVR series. I don't know exactly the, the name of them, but it's kind of a, a redo. A lot of it is um, very compatible, but they've added some more um, hardware functionality, like, for example, uh, capacitive touch natively. Um, and uh, single wire debug and um, some, some good peripherals. I like I, the peripherals are a little bit more uh, flexible as well. Um, more pin muxing capabilities for all the all the peripherals. Like this has two I squared C ports, right? Which normally you would not get on a 50 cent part. Um, but more importantly, you know, the originally we were using the SAMD09 for a lot of our Seesaw and, and STEMA QT boards. SAMD09 is getting quite hard to get, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a lot of them for the next year. And so I thought, let's revise our boards instead of using the 3 volt SAMD09 Cortex M0. The ATtiny817 is, is a quite powerful board. It's 20 megahertz, it's got 8K of flash, I think a half K of RAM, a little bit of EEPROM. EEPROM is quite nice. Um, and it runs from 3 or 5 volt, which is kind of sweet, has a lot of, bunch of peripherals. It's very inexpensive. Um, so this is a dev board to help me use that chip. Another nice thing, lots of analog digital converter pins, a lot of PWM pins, more than the SAMD. The SAMD, I think, only had four analog digital inputs, um, I think, muxed into the ADC, and this one has like nine. Uh, and it's got a lot of PWMs too. So it's got like a lot more flexibility, I think, on the pinout. Um, second, it is a Seesaw development board. So we're, gonna sh we're shipping this with Seesaw, which is our I squared C to whatever protocol, so it can do PWM and analog inputs. It doesn't have a DAC. Um, it does have a NeoPixel driver, which I'll show the demo for. Like I said, PWM output. You can access the EEPROM. You can change the I squared C address. Um, but what it's really useful for is, you know, a lot of times you're like, I want to connect like a rotary encoder to I squared C, or I want to connect a rotary encoder to something, and that's something that requires rotary encoder or NeoPixels requires timing specific data that you really want to sub-processor it out. And so this is our kind of our, our sub-processor, co-processor helper that runs over I squared C. And uh, in addition, it's also got uh, STEMIQT uh, connectors on each end. So you can use it as an I squared C breakout. You can use it if you want basically a, a, a chip that can control a lot of GPIO and, and NeoPixels and PWMs. Um, this board will do the trick. So let's do a demo. Let's do a demo. This is real. So here I've got it connected up to a a cutie pie board or one of our uh, easy to use because it's got uh, a stomach QT connector, so it's just I squared C power ground. Yeah. 
did a clock, and it's going to uh, that board. And this is actually, you know, again, this is right out of the box. This is the firmware that comes with it. Um, you can wire it up to NeoPixels on any pin. It can control up to 60 NeoPixels. And then over here, this is sending I squared C commands to here to drive the NeoPixels. So the Cutie Pi obviously could drive NeoPixels on, on its own, but what if this was a Raspberry Pi? Or it can be a computer and you have a, um, a USB to I squared C adapter. Or it can be, uh, you know, a onion pie or whatever. Something that can't drive NeoPixels or, or doesn't want to, uh, you want to offload all that bit banging stuff to a coprocessor. This board's a couple bucks and takes commands of I squared C and does all that work for you. It can also do rotary encoders and PWM and analog inputs. So all these things that are hard for embedded Linux or computer or some microcontrollers to do, um, you can now uh, offload it. So very similar to our SAMD09 board, but now with the ATtiny817. Um, and we'll probably also do an 8x6 board as well. Uh, the 817 is quite nice because not only does it have all these GPIO uh, and one wire program debug uh, using UPDI, but um, it also has an internal oscillator so you can change the speed. Um, again, it can do three or five volts, unlike the SAMD09. Um, and it has hardware multiply, so I have some ideas for audio input as well. Okay, and that is this week's new products. Okay, well, don't forget, um, this is the code. Use that if you want to get anything we haven't talked. Um, yeah. We're going to do questions. We do that over on Discord. Go, go to the questions now. Join us. And um, while we're showing some top secret, load up some questions. So uh, here we go, top mm. secret. I have one top secret this week, but it's okay. Uh, this week, top secret, Lady Ada, what are you working on? Oh, I was uh, working on that ADXL 377 replacement, and while I was there, I was like, you know what, let's revise all our ADXL, I squared C or SPI boards, and so I made a stomach UT board. I did not get to a lot of hardware this week. It was jam-packed. Okay. That's our top secret. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I will help out with some of these questions. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Let's do... Let's do questions. That's sure. Nice question you can do a couple questions and get out of here. Yeah. Okay. First up, um, any ETA on the SCD41 true CO2 temperature There sensors? is a silicon shortage. Yeah. I have no controller idea when I'm ever going to get sensors again. Yeah, you get, to, you get to... If it's in stock, buy it. Yeah. I don't know when I'm getting more. Okay. Uh, any e ETA on the Metro M7 with airlift feet the NXP? Yeah, NXP, we're not getting any. There's silicon charge. There's yeah. some parts I can't get for two years. Okay. Uh, these wonderful small round tactile buttons are on the Feather OLED 128 by 64 other boards. What are they? I've been looking all over, attaching pictures, so it's these. Oh, those are KMR2s. Okay. That's the part number. Okay. It's also in the schematic. Next up, uh, this person is in Japan. Shipping is about 30 bucks. Yep, it'll probably cost about that because uh, the plane has to bring it there. Um, is there any way to make an order or ship everything in stock? So, no. yeah, we don't, especially, so we don't do back orders because. Or as, reserve stock. As you can see right now, yeah. imagine if we did, there'd be one Silicon thing always shortage. out of stock. So here's my suggestion. There are some of our resellers that do back, that do back orders. Uh, maybe check DigiKey. Yeah, they could do that. And, and you can place an order. Um, 
I'm noticing a lot of websites aren't doing any type of back orders uh, anymore. The, uh, yes, websites that use new back orders have taken away that capability and because so we don't know. What we've we've are. always we've always decided whatever you place an order on Adafruit, it ships. Yes, it's and, in stock, and what, we physically own it. And during a shortage, here, if something's not going to be in stock for a year, you don't want to hold on to someone's order or the you know the pending credit card charge which eventually expires anyways yeah so um i hear you um it sucks but it, I, is, yeah. it is what it is it's what it is um but i would i would check out resellers also switch science in japan uh carries a lot of our stuff as, yeah ask the distributor to stock more stuff and they, they could, could stock quite a bit and they order lots of things all throughout yeah. the year and they pay one that. big shipping charge okay and i think i got that uh let's see Yeah, this, is a, this isn't a question. This is more, more like, yeah. It says, yeah, the haters say you guys are making electronics too easy. You're definitely not looking at it from the right perspective. Seesaw is a great example. From what I see, you guys are learning how to do stuff. Then you teach us to do the thing, and you make it better for all of, uh, for, uh, better and all learn stuff together. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. A lot of things that, when you buy Adafruit hardware, you're paying for maybe months of us going through every possible error, mistake, thing that needs to be documented shown with it and then you're getting the thing that just just works just works and i think that's one of the things um i've seen some electronic companies are like well we'll just put out the hardware and the community will figure it out and that doesn't ever work or they'll say well the code the code's on github but there's no information there's no documentation and there's no one actually who's uh will fix it or do yeah. any stuff so anyways it, i think this is all related um okay next up question the uh where to go Breaking the male pin header strips is easy, but what's the best approach to break uh, female pin header strips? Oh, pull out the pin right where you want it to be cut and then cut through that pin where yeah. the metal was. So you pull, you yank out the metal pin and then you cut through it. Okay. Um, would we ever stock those KMR2 switches in the shop? Nope, get them digi-key. You can buy them any quantity you want. Okay. All right. Let me see what else we got going here. Uh... Folks seem to like the new chip. Yay. <laughs> Someone says, you're curating the confusion out of the process, <laughs> leaving the fun. Oh, that's a good, that's a good phrase. There's been a, there's the been a lot of... That's everybody, a good phrase. Everybody, everybody's been on this uh, tonight. Good metaphor. And you know what? Here, I was saying this in um, our... We have a pre-meeting before our... Uh, like, with our team. Yeah. A video meeting. Yes. And then we have... A little bit of time, like 20 minutes, then show and tell. Yeah. And then we do ask an engineer. And I was saying, I, I really think that there is solutions to this where there's this, like, gatekeeper world in tech. But, and I could fix it. <laughs> it's yeah. as gruesome. Yeah. And no one's going to no, – well, to get to that, it'll be, it'll be pretty gruesome because I, I do think you have to tell people stop doing that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we can continue to have our community and grow it. But I really think some of these folks that are – um, telling people they're doing it wrong and they're being mean and they're making it so people don't want to share their stuff online. Um, I saw, I sent this to our team. There was this article, it was about why women leave Twitter because they share something that they've built or made or done and then they're just like, whoa, got to get out of here. I actually liked the article because it was so, it was so, not like, I don't want to say grotesque, but it's sort of like watching, it's like watching somebody debone an animal they're like, oh, Twitter, like, they, and other social media, not just, not just Twitter, and also just American culture, we really like to build people up 
to tear them down. Like yeah. it is our um, it is our national holiday. Like I think the British do the chances. British do it better than us. By the way, yeah. like they're really good at it, but um, we're close second. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, sorry, I did miss one. Uh, audio project. I want to use a microcontroller, temporary mute, a headphone level signal, a uh, single level single for say 15 seconds and then resume it on its own with code. Can you just wire one of the headphone wires to a microcontroller and toggle high-low to turn off the headphone signal? Any components needed besides uh, Arduino boards of your choice or whatever? How would you do that? So this is actually extremely hard um, because you don't want to have anything in the path of the audio signal. So like a relay would work, but then you have a floating signal. So I mean, you could, and you know, you're gonna have a pop. The right thing to do is to get a chip. There's probably chips or boards out there that are, are audio path switchers and you switch. You would literally switch the audio path out, but you would have to, you would have to get a dev board, something that does this specific thing because it's, it's an analog mux problem. You can't put a digital chip in the way. Okay. Not, not easy and the signal level is low and it, ears are incredibly sensitive to noise. Um, it's not easy. I would, I would try to find a, a ready to go solution to do it. Yeah. Okay. And I think we got through all of the uh, questions. Cool. And I'll say this. Thank you, everyone, who participated in talking about, like, this future that we could get to where um, things are easier and we don't have to even remake some stuff over and over and over again. And one, try Whippersnapper. Yeah. One, it's free. One thing that I heard from uh, First Robotics folks is a lot of the the younger folks, and this, things are changing with this, but a lot of the younger folks, they end up building a robot, and they're building kind of the same things everyone built over and over. Yeah. And by the the, the, the time they have is, the time they have to work on these things are so limited. And you know, a, a different approach is, you know what, for for the younger folks that are just get started, why don't we have a, a robot platform where they're focusing on the code? Because making a power supply that works with a robot is really hard. No, I mean, I, I took six, 6270 and it's, it really turned me off to robotics for life. It just, it's so, so traumatic. But I think that the, that's one example where there's so many things that are, that are going on with a design yeah. that if you were to try to design a robot from scratch, you're looking at servos, you're looking at motors, you're looking at wiring, you're looking at mechanical stuff, you're looking at, uh, eventually you get to code. Battery, which battery? How long does it last? How does it charge? Does it catch on fire? You know, all these things. And, these kids don't have as much time. And if you don't have something for them to do for some type of accomplishment um, to build off of, that we lose them. And I feel like that's one of the things too. Like if you can make something so easy that you, you make some progress right away, even if it's just something basic, yeah, um, that's the way to go. Because I think there's a lot of other things people can do. Yeah, they can they can watch like Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> they could do other stuff besides like oh like I have to learn this thing. That's and the competition. It should, it should be fun, and I think fun is like a sense of accomplishment and momentum. Yeah, and uh, we're missing that in in electronics and tech. Uh, not even fruit stuff. We're working on we're working on it. Forward march. But but I think we can all have a louder voice with that, and maybe that'll uh, that'll help out. We have in addition to like the the question, we have to have an exclamation point. Oh yeah. When you're when you're making a point. Yeah. Well, All right. 
We'll see. Anyways. Okay, thanks, everybody. That is our show for tonight, Thanks everyone. for another great week, everybody. It was good to hang out, chat. You can listen to our We'll see everybody ramblings. next week. Uh, special thanks to Cara behind the scenes. Thanks, for Cara. Stuff at Adafruit. Thank you, everyone, in the chat tonight. Um, great questions and comments and everyone coming together and doing stuff. Thank it's you. It's a community. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, because, uh, you know, the rest of the day, don't don't get to do this. This is, no. you know, other parts of the day is hard. Um, but we'll see everybody uh, during the week. We have some more shows ahead, lots of cool stuff. Stay tuned to the website. Stay tuned to our social media. Stay tuned to all the stuff. Here is your moment of Zener. <laughs>